Like it or not, some of you might not like it. Some of you may have been wanting to, in terms of matchups to get Buffalo, but you're getting the Bengals and you're getting them at home at Arrowhead. 5.30 the kickoff on Sunday on 106.5 The Wolf. Our pregame coverage gets underway at 2. Have they announced the officials yet? I keep hitting I refresh not, on my football zebras. I have zebras. not seen if that has happened yet. No, nope, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Uh, the Super Bowl referees will be announced tomorrow, and they will be picked out of the four who ref the games this past weekend. So I don't think we're going to have an opportunity to see Carl Cheffers at Arrowhead right. Stadium anymore. No, no. But it could be could be in Arizona. Could be in Arizona. Could yeah. be in. I like Sean Hockley for the Super Bowl. I like I'll, a Cleet Blakeman. Cleet Blakeman's got Super Bowl written all over him too. And I don't know about you, but watching Vinovich yesterday made me smile knowing he's one of or us. Or it might be, but but Hockley's probably good bet because I don't think he has. He doesn't have one. So Hockley doesn't have right. a Super Bowl. Right. So probably will be yeah. Sean Hockley yeah. then. Yeah, give him that first Super Bowl father son refing the Super Bowl because I'm sure old Ed had a Super Bowl, right? So. You can have uh, you can have that father son story. Give uh, give Fox something to put on for thirty seconds in their six hour pregame show. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a segment. That's like oh, that's of like course, that's a segment. Nine yeah. to twelve minutes. Yeah, of whatever. I go back and talk to school teachers that you know worked so, yeah. with Ed and had Sean as a student. Yeah. So, so Cheffers had, of course, the uh, the the Tampa one. He also had one other. So he's he's had two. Uh, Bill Vinovich has had one, two, looks like two for him. Uh, Bill Vinovich has had two as well. Mm-hmm. Cleet Blakeman has had one. Okay. And then Hockey League, none. So probably should be. Right? Yeah. So that's who the Chiefs had this past weekend. Hockey League. Correct. Yeah. I could live with him in the Super Bowl. Although I think we didn't really make much note of it, but they had the second most flags behind Cheffers crew. Yeah, year. but they, they don't seemingly and have most, an impact on a game like didn't they have the does. most? Didn't they have the most, though, uh, roughing the passers or something, though? I believe that's what Did it was. They, was it heading that? into that one. Yeah. But they had the most roughing the passers, which concerned some people, too. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't want to know this. why are we doing this? I have this, never right? looked for this page. Right. And it's there. The list of Super Bowl officials and who is. I have never looked for this page aside from this past week. Mm-hmm. I don't really ever want to again. There are all kinds of websites that you can go out there and get gambling information on the officials and penalty. Like they they grade the officials, basically keep stats on these sure, guys like yeah. they do for players. You know, I, I the NFL has to do that, Josh. But I mean, why as fans should we be getting involved in that? I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, unless you're wagering, and I yeah. get it. You want to do all the homework you can. Go sure. for it. Sure. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the list of Super Bowl officials. I just don't. Uh boy, Cincinnati still sure feels like. Kansas City just a couple of years back. This from Dan Wetzel. The Cincinnati Bengals won five playoff games total in their first 53 years of existence. And now, after yesterday, have won their fifth with Joe Burrow. It Remember is, yeah. when we looked uh, a number of years ago at the Chiefs playoff history page and and we'd we'd tell people don't look at it don't look at it because it doesn't feel reflective of where we think the organization 
is in the grand scheme of like the 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 top franchises in NFL history. Uh-huh. Right? We felt like that the Chiefs, even before this recent run, were like, that's a that's a respected organization that's been in here for but you looked at their playoff history page and you went, Ooh, Ooh. well, there's not a lot, there's not a lot going on there. It looks about like that because there's a bunch of like quick hitters and one in you remember uh they had the run of getting in but not winning a game. I mean, they were in the the playoffs in 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15, okay? Under Marvin Lewis, remember they made they make, never won, make yeah. the playoffs and they never I won. I didn't realize it was that many years in a row, yeah. though. He had 9, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Wow. That's a hell of a run. That's really a good run. They never won. No but, wins. Yeah. and That's Sean McDermott-esque. And now they've got five in the last two years, three on the road. Sean McShottenheimer. So in that perspective, it's even it's even better, right? Because yeah. they've they've won three road games. We have had the terrific honor of <laughs> not playing a road game in the playoffs, which is awesome. Oh my God! Um, still, like, I, like no neutrals, yeah, like another. I'd continue that streak. Game. I don't make no apologies about. Well, Patrick Mahomes has never won a road playoff game. Who cares? Who cares? Never had never to have played one. one. Never had to have one. Put themselves in position to to have them. But the uh, yeah, the the Bengals have reversed their franchise history in two short years. And then well, so did the chiefs though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very reminiscent to me of just a few years ago when we were looking at the chiefs playoff page and going, man, there's not a lot of long stints in the postseason, And here they are in just a couple of years and picked off five wins. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And, and it's really crazier when you dig even deeper into what's going on with this team and the success that we've had here in Kansas city in the postseason. we saw on Saturday, Andy Reed win his 10th game as the head coach of the chiefs in the postseason. He's the only coach in NFL history to win 10 playoff games with two separate franchises. And, and I still maintain Josh, by the time Andy's done in Kansas city, people will be like, Oh yeah, that's right. He did coach the Eagles. Like he will not be remembered hardly with a whisper that he was the Philadelphia Eagles head coach because of the success that we've seen here, you know, in Kansas City. So he's I think won- it, it took a while though, but we're we're there. I mean, he's got a Super Bowl here. Yeah. He's got a, a residency in the championship game. Right. I mean, two appearances in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's Do you realize half of Andy Reid's seasons in Kansas City have ended in the conference championship game? Yeah. Think about that for a second. That's nice. Ten too. years of Kansas City and he's got five conference so championship I, games. What I, the hell? I think we're to that point. Like the yeah. better part of his career was here. The better part was, yes. Yeah. But I mean, we're getting to the point where there are kids that are going to be entering the NFL, you know, as rookies that aren't going to be old enough to remember that he was the Eagles head coach, Josh, because you get into the NFL at what, twenty two years old, twenty one, twenty two years old. You were eleven or 12 when he coached the Eagles. You barely remember what's going on when you're 11 and 12. And then we're like, you coach the Eagles? Like, there's going to be a player that walks through the door at Arrowhead that has no idea that he was the Eagles coach, and they'll catch it on tape, and it'll be fun, and everybody will talk about it, right? But Andy Reid also, not only the the, the 10 wins, Andy Reid is number one all time now, as we've been talking about, and Chiefs playoff wins as a head coach, twice as many as Hank Stram, who's second on the list. And Andy Reid, when you combine Hank Stram's playoff wins and Marty Schottenheimer's playoff wins, still has two more than both of those coaches combined. Andy Reid is flat-out dominated. He literally gets you a playoff win a year as the head football coach of the Chiefs, and that's something we just did not have. But for me, this game on Sunday is all about legacy and and all about where we're going moving forward. Joe Burrow has the opportunity 
to be the undisputed number one quarterback in the AFC with a win on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Because if he beats the Chiefs on the road again for the second consecutive year and goes to the Super Bowl again at the expense of the Kansas City Chiefs again, he's going to be looked at as the best quarterback in the AFC. And, and there's no way to really argue that when they come into your building and beat you twice, right? Joe Burrow will take that mantle. If it goes 4-0 and two playoff wins in the AFC Championship, yeah, that's yeah. scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, it is. Nothing, yeah. From a quarterback perspective, that's scoreboard. That's right. everything. Right. That's that's what, again, they're they're judged on, right? I mean, as, as, as we know, Patrick Mahomes is banged up. I get all that. We all understand that. But it's still going to be, well, Joe Burrow has taken the mantle from Patrick Mahomes. That's why this game is so important from the Chiefs to stay on top of the AFC. Yeah, this is an opportunity to, I mean, the Bengals will get all of the love they didn't get this past offseason if they win this game. Oh, God, yes. They were like the quietest, like, AFC champion. It was all Rams, mm-hmm. and it was all Buffalo's going to do it now. Right. They'll get all of it if they advance to this Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And then Burrow will have scoreboard, scoreboard, and eighteen point comeback, stuff. two point two uh, championship game wins on the road, four and zero against Patrick Mahomes. Got to win this game. Yeah, got to win this game. Got to win this game. Got to win this game so we can avoid all that. We're not responsible. We're, we'll we'll be wearing all of that. Yeah. I don't want to wear all that. Yeah, whether or not Patrick Mahomes is healthy, he plays in that game. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because you can't that, make excuses. Yeah, that that again. That I'll. I'll Go to the pro football reference page. Won't have an asterisk. No, and say, it will not. Mahomes, but Mahomes, Mahomes is wasn't 100%. Right. No, it won't. No. It won't have any of that. It, the, the, the narrative on Monday will be Joe Burrow is now the undisputed king of the AFC when it comes to quarterbacks. And that's hard to argue. Yeah, I don't want to see Now, if we win this game, then there's no conversation. So yeah. just take care of business. Well, yeah. We win this game, and now Mahomes is the greatest because he played on, like, one foot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He willis readed this thing back out there. Yeah, and uh, and and went to a champ championship and then a Super Bowl. It's so, like Bella yeah. Caroli carrying out Kerry Strug. Let's roll. Someone, yeah, someone suggested that should be this week. I totally agree. Should Andy like be carrying Patrick around? I maybe, think so. Maybe it's not Andy, but um, if it, if it would be, that'd be great. But EB, Nagy, one of them, maybe both of them. That'd be good. One on, like half of a pat on each shoulder. Yeah. Just kind of walk around. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do. And yeah, we don't want we don't want the Bengals getting all the story because they're gonna one they're gonna be the favorite this week. Like it's gonna be nauseating, guys. The, I'm just telling you the now. national favorites uh, this week, and I can't argue with it. They played great. They were they fantastic. Were, they were terrific. Uh, the Chiefs didn't have a full opportunity to show if they could play great, but uh-huh. they gutted through. And there's some great things that happened in terms of the defense turning people over and Chad Henney's ridiculous cameo and Mahomes fighting back and being able to do anything on that foot. Mm-hmm. In the in the second half of the game, but it's going to be all Bengals, and that's fine. It's going to be Let's all Bengals love all week. Everybody's picking the Bengals. Chiefs win the game by thirty. An edition of we did not see that coming. I'll call it over now. And Derek Johnson tells us how he'd like to see the Chiefs get after those Bengals next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
trio of three tight ends to the right of Mahomes. They'll roll that way. Off reverse action. They find Kelsey inside the five and lunges into the end zone. Trots in touchdown. Kansas City. McKinnon coming on sprint action. Now they throw it near side. Kelsey's got it. Touchdown. Kansas City sprinting inside the near front pylon. And Chad Henney leads a 98 yard Chiefs touchdown drive. Mahomes, again, that right ankle is the one that's bothering him. That's in front of the left. Feet staggered. McKinnon sprints in motion to the near flat. Mahomes now steps up in the pocket, throws late, wide open, back of the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Marquez Valdez Scantling on a six yard touchdown. And here comes a blitz. And a right side throw is going to be intercepted. A one-handed grab. Jalen Watson goes up and snatches it out of the sky. So then real quick, who do you want to win tomorrow? Because if Cincinnati wins, you're playing the AFC Championship game here in Kansas City. I don't really give a damn. Break them all. That's not how it works, Frank. Hey, they break them all. But you know what? That's the answer That's you fine. want to give. What what yeah. what does is that James Palmer? I believe that, so, that yeah. asked the question, yeah. Yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Who do you want to play? Ah, oh, we'd like to face the Bills, sir. And, and uh, come on now, who do you uh, want to play? No, you know, you ask that question to get that answer. Yeah, maybe that's what you do. Maybe that's what you do. Yeah. You, you, know, want, I, we really, you want him to say, "I don't give a damn who it is. Yeah. Bring him here to you know." We'd actually all. like to play the Broncos if you're asking. <laughs> Texans. They yeah. available? We're like another crack of the Texans. We don't feel like you blew them out. Yeah. Like we thought we were Jets going to. Jets got anything going on next week? We'd right. like to face them. Actually, I wouldn't want to face the Jets. Well, they don't have a quarterback, so. Or, but their if, defense or if he goes a different as he goes, uh, Dak of the Cowboys. I'm not impressed with that group yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Is that <laughs> Dallas could come? <laughs> <laughs> I'll truck Zeke playing center. Yeah. yeah. Great last play. Way to end the season. That was that was ended in Dallas fashion. Yeah, it was perfect. Right. So I I, I, I tweeted out the the because NFL and Fox sent the video out, and this was all it said. It was this was the Cowboys' last play of the 2022 season. Yeah, they know the you network know, sent it out, it out yeah. again, like again this morning. Oh, you know what I mean? Did? Like it was like wow, just like almost like leave them, <laughs> like leave them alone. So I tweeted out a smidge of me wants to see what they are intending to do, but the most of me is good with it being just perfect. Okay. And that's my honest assessment. I don't need replies telling me what they're trying to do. Uh, again, the smidge does not want it. Mm-hmm. The smidge does not want what you think they were intending to do with that play. Because it's just glorious how that play went yeah, down. S- on somebody own. waited on the text. Like, well, this I don't care what they're doing, coach. Like, it didn't work out that way. And it no, wasn't going to work no, out a, that there's way. A tiny, it's a very, very sliver. I don't want you to respond to me and tell me what they were going to do. Two dudes got care. smoked on the care. play. It's just <laughs> glorious. Let the play be. <laughs> Let it be. Wait, Just let it wait, be. Wait a second. Is that Zeke Elliott? Oh, it's Zeke at center. Boom! Yeah. And then I don't know who caught the ball over the middle, and they were going to lab it. That guy got smoked, too, and it was over. It. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. Uh, so today's, we did not see that coming. Maybe we're in unison. I don't know here, but uh, I can't say I saw a Chad Henney 98-yard drive. Uh, for a score in a playoff game. No, anything to, uh, is possible, to, Josh. To, I understand. It's it's great. It's a great slogan, what have you. But Chad Henney doing what he did, man. Forever Henney. Don't and- ever buy a drink. You've saved the Chiefs bacon a couple of times. That Cleveland playoff game that yep. he saved. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the heat check interception aside, save that game, save this game. Like Chad Henney has paid, paid, you paid for it himself. Now buy him drinks wherever you see him at forever indebted to, to Chad Henney for really, it's just playoff appearances. He has barely played mm-hmm. in his time here, except for a mop-up game in in uh, Tennessee when they were getting housed in Nashville and a last week of the season game when the Chiefs had it clinched. Other than that, he has not played, but has saved him twice in the postseason. He's been outstanding. He's been Wade Davis-like in the postseason and saving their bacon. And had I not sent the game over text after the first touchdown of the game, once Chad Henney went 98 yards, my God, that game was over. And he did a brilliant job of getting it to Travis Kelsey. That's what you want to do. Get it to number 87. He did a great job with that, just matriculating it down the field, as we like to say here in Kansas City. But I'm going to go a little bit different with I did not see that coming. Derek Nottie wrecking a gentleman at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> that guy didn't too. see it coming. <laughs> yeah. That guy did no, not see did not. his life flashing before his eyes with Derek Nottie there to rip his face off. I love that play. My favorite play of the year is that Derek Nottie play. That was just that was just a glorious, glorious old school football play. Had it been a quarterback, it would have been a fifteen yard penalty. And it happened so fast. So fast. He was in that backfield before the ball was there, and boom. He got smoked. My I did not see that coming happened very early in the game. Matter of fact, it was during the intros. Orlando Brown. Easy Money University. And that's all I needed to know for the rest of the game as he completely whiffed on every pass block in the first quarter, in the first half. And uh yeah, it was a rough day over there for Mr. Olay. So you you're you're like you're like his least favorite fan. Like you've taken that mantle, I think, from me, because when you're at the game, you don't really see, you know, as much as you want as you can on TV when you got the camera down the line, how the offensive linemen are doing. Run game, he's all right, right? Like in the run game, he's run fine, Run game, he right? was fine. When we were forced to run the ball after the injury because he missed the block and yeah. allowed Patrick to get, you know, destroyed, he was pancaking people, you know, left to right. But he is not a left tackle per se right? because he cannot protect. Um, it, there was just way, way too many instances in the beginning of the game. It looked like a turnstile over there. Yeah, he, he's he, all year and long. What was, that, what, was that, what was that sound bite you were playing there? Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. Easy Money University is how he introduced himself to uh, the uh, NBC. So they went through, they, oh, the, when they go what through the What the hell does that, that mean, the Easy Money University? Well, you were supposed to mention well, I mean, either your high you know, school, your grade school, right. your Pop Warner team or whatever. Right. Yeah. It was Easy Money University? Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. Wow. I don't okay. know about that. Never heard of it. I good, didn't see that school? coming. That's EMU, right? That's Eastern Michigan, I believe. All day, all night, Saturdays, all right. Easy Money University. Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. (laughs) I mean, let's take a step back. We we talk about being, you know, self-aware. Is he self-aware? Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. Do you think, like, God love Ryan O'Hearn. Dude was self-aware. He got it. Is Orlando Brown self-aware? It's a great question. Like, does he know he's not real good? 
I don't know. I'm just asking out. I like I him know. a lot, though. Good dude. Nice guy, right? Yeah, but great. self-aware of like great what's guy. going on out there. I don't know. Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. <laughs> I love those intros, by the way. I always watch those games just to see if somebody comes up with something weird. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, easy Money University would not stop coming. That's great. <laughs> somebody from the text line, La Petite Academy. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, Derek Johnson joined us a little bit what earlier. What was that KU Mon place? Is that a school? K- KU Mon? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Defensive tackle, KU Mon. Say what you want about Orlando Brown. He's ranked 10th on P. That's why we don't follow semi pro football. Yeah, I, no, I got yeah. eyes. The number, the number of people love him. So. And, and, and ranking 10th, that's not good. Yeah. Top 10. I'd take top 10. Top 10 always sounds yeah. good. Uh, Derek Johnson joined us earlier in the show as he does for his uh, Monday visits at 730 here on 610 Sports Radio. Um, discussing high ankle sprains. He's had a few in his career, right? And not always easy to get by with, but he's pretty optimistic, you know, since it's the quarterback. It's harder for other positions to come out and play the next game. Quarterback, uh, even though he does have some some hurdles um, to bear, but uh, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. But at the same time, this week, I believe he he, I, he, he shouldn't practice until th- Thursday or Friday. I mean, really late. It's not like he doesn't know the system or know Cincy. They played him this year. So his, his mental preparation is going to go even more up. And his physical ability this week should be low impact. Uh, Chad Henning should be out there uh, just in case he gets to <laughs> he gets to play. You don't you, you just never know like we didn't know in uh, this past week. And he'll be even more ready to take a few snaps and take a few drives to help out. But uh, uh, we, we're definitely going to lean on Chad this week in 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 the physical ability being out there uh, throwing balls around. Yeah, you're going to have to lean on Chad Henney all week, and and he's right about that. But can you keep Patrick Mahomes down and not allow him to do that stuff? His own worst enemy is going to be himself. You know, it's going to be like we got to protect you from you this week. Sit on the golf cart, sit on the scooter. Don't put any pressure on it. Don't put any weight on it. We got this covered. You get ready for Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I don't. He doesn't need to practice at all. He's got it. Just. This is all about like twenty four seven rehab. Yeah, not pushing anything. Just mm-hmm. get that thing feeling as great as possible. You can you can study the uh, you can study the playbook. You get in the playbook this week. Oh Bob. yeah, yeah. Get in your playbook. You can watch right? video. You can do whatever. Nothing physical. Nothing. Don't need it. No, nothing physical at all. Don't need it. From the six six zero, McKinnon should play left tackle after his block the other day. That Bye. was oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a decleter. He got him up underneath <laughs> oh, the pads and everything. Yeah. I mean, that that was a clinic right there. Yes, he's really, really good. DJ would also love to see the Chiefs uh, get after Joe Burrow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to affect the quarterback. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe has, you know, ice in his veins right now. He's winning a lot of games, and he just, you know, he's he's just doing it. Uh, uh, you know, very easily. I mean, they, they, he had a, he had a good, when he was out there, I'm like, somebody get him on the ground. I mean, he was just throwing the ball left and right. Uh, um, but uh, the keys to success for sure, got to stop the run always with Joe Mixon and, and what they have going on with the big running back fast running back coming downhill you got to stop the run you got to make them one dimensional we kind of say that each week but this is this is the week that you're gonna it's gonna be even more pre- uh, uh, more important and a big task for us to do the Bengals had changes along their offensive line this week and you didn't notice you got to make them pay for that you do they've had to have backups along the offensive line you need to expose that and heck stopping the run is, as DJ mentioned it's always priority number one mm-hmm. well that's where the Bengals got their start 
yesterday. Yeah. Ran the ball well to start the game. They ran the ball well all day. You know what I mean? It started off, and then that got you in your rhythm, and you kept it going, and you got to you got to stop them in the in the run game and get after Burrow. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I think also too is that when you look at the ability to run the football, the Chiefs have it. They just never have really given that full opportunity to truly establish the running game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Pacheco's really good. Oh, I, I know what good. you're saying, Bob. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, I know you know. Guy over here. Yeah. yeah, I know. But like, like <laughs> I think they can run the ball, but they're never really given the opportunity to run the ball. Let's see them give them the opportunity to run the ball. Take a little pressure How off about of Mahomes. Rush three, drop eight, run the football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We know that we know what the Bengals are going to do. That's what they've done. Right. To the Chiefs. Make so them, if that's going to be make the them case. be really patient in the past game. Get after the the quarterback with a three man front. All right. Let's let's run it down their throats a little bit. Yeah. See if we can get get by there. Uh, crowd noise was great on Saturday. Uh, maybe at times too great. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. We will have an edition of I Told You So coming up in just a few, in just a few minutes. <laughs> you're not going to like it either. Uh, and I don't like that we were right, but we were right, and we, we're going to tell you about it. Um, it's not often we're right, though. That's the thing, true. right? That's, that's, that's true. So the, uh, the crowd, I thought, was outstanding. Was outstanding great. on Saturday. I thought... The up until that point, I thought kickoff of the Bills game was the loudest. I'd heard the stadium all year, and I had to—I literally had to turn my volume up to eleven to hear Mitch and Dana in my headset. Okay, was it loud in twenty twenty with all the? uh... Oh, good grief! (laughs) That cardboard cutout that was yelling at me. Yeah, Yeah, just huge. Those tarps were loud, right? Those tarps were loud. Well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence thought so. So, and this was this was to that level multiple times. I my only wish for the for the crowd was I wish Derek Naughty sack could have come where yeah. there was no commercial timeout and we head to the fourth quarter because that place was so loud when Derek Naughty ripped Trevor Lawrence's head off. Yeah, he ripped his face off. It was great. Yeah. I've never seen a play like that before. Like that was just like you've seen DT and LT come around was, the edge. That guy came right up the middle and just that felt like the Jadavian Clowney college play. Yeah, where he was okay. just in the backfield yeah. and then wrecked a running back like out of nowhere. Like, whoa, yeah, where did he come from? How did I end up here? Yeah, and he got there so fast. This was the quarterback. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. Um, and then the the lid was off the place. Then it was so loud uh-huh. when that play happened. And then you kind of had the lull of that's the end of the third quarter. I oh, oh. man, I wish this was continuing like into the next series or what have you, uh, because it 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 kind of dissipated for a moment and then. Got back up. The crowd was awesome. Well, I don't know how you you carry it over is is hard because it's yeah. that two and a half minute timeout. You know, it's like all right, I got to rest for a second. I got a chance to talk to to, uh, to Jalen Watson. Watson, yeah. Sorry, I should, I should give me a pause. Pause here. for effect. Uh, after the game, 
And at the tail end of this, he discusses crowd noise. This was his first playoff game at Arrowhead and what he thought he had an interesting answer to that. But also I've had a nice theme. I think in recent weeks, the turnovers continue to become contagious. It's kind of different guys every week getting involved and turning people over. Mm -hmm. And it's been great to see Jalen Watson's interception. Pretty ridiculous. That's like (sighs) a, he and naughty. Yeah. Those are like two defensive plays of the year type type plays. Right. Mm-hmm. The one one hand interception. Are you kidding me? But turnovers have become contagious a little bit for this defense. Yeah, um, that's the goal. Turnovers are so magnified in the playoffs. Um, every little mistake matters. And um, I just turned my head. So happened to see the ball right there and caught a pick. Did you get a look at that one yet? No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure my phone's blowing up. I'll see it pretty soon. You don't want to look at that highlight one hander. Uh, did you realize you had it with one pause instead of getting two hands up there? Yeah, um, I tracked the ball late, so I really couldn't get both hands in, and I only had time to get one in, but I'm pretty confident in my one hand, so it just happened, and I caught it. Discuss your de- development. Um, this young secondary has been put through just about everything. Here you are now in the playoffs with a playoff win. Can you describe, I guess, your season journey for yourself in this defense? Yeah, I was I was thrown in fast and how to develop and grow as a player pretty fast. Um, vets doing a great job, you know, helping us rookie DBs. And um, we're just trying to get adjusted. We know it's playoffs. It's when to go home. And our coaches tell us we're no longer rookies no more. We had enough time. We had enough snaps. So we just treat each and every play. Like it's our last and just do the best we can. I know defenses at times are just called to put fires out no matter what's going on. You had your quarterback bumped up today, and how big was it for the defense to kind of try to step up and help out as well? Yeah, that's the that's a great part about football. You got three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. When one down, the other got to pick it up. So Pat went down. Chad did a great job coming in, but defense, no, we had to step up. And um, that's what we did to get the win. Tonight. Your first playoff crowd here. What would you think of the atmosphere? Um, crowd got me in trouble a little bit because I couldn't hear none of the calls. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Sometimes it does affect the defense at yeah. home, right? They're making so much noise trying to counteract the offense. you got to get some calls right. Yeah, it definitely affects the defense. Nick tries his best to, you know, get us the calls. But once there's no huddle in offense, and someone's 20 feet away from you, you're not going to hear anything they're saying. So, yeah. What a great real answer of Jalen Watson. How was the crowd today? Could have went, oh, man, it was awesome. It was so, you know what? <laughs> Screwed up my calls, man. <laughs> I made some mistakes, and I couldn't hear Nick yeah. Bolton. That's funny, isn't it, though? Yeah. Like, you don't realize the other side of the ball is trying to do the same thing that the offense is. While the crowd noise needs to be there and it's outstanding, the defense is like, I don't know what the hell is going on. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not telling you to be quiet by any means, but there's a little side effect to it. Yes. You're trying to affect the offense, but it does affect the defense. So absolutely be on their P's and Q's with, uh, with getting, you know, play calls and and what have you. And Jay Lindsay, yeah, a couple of them screwed up, man. I don't know. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, Jalen Watson picking uh, what a what a season uh, those young defensive backs have had to all of them to to go through. And I know Dana in the broadcast, he's like they're not they're first year players now. They're not rookies anymore. They're first year players. Um, and I think that that's you know that's where we've seen this group kind of progress to. Um, they they've gone through it all, and now here they are getting a getting a championship game. It's great. I, I got a text from a friend of mine yesterday, and, and I thought this was pretty astute, and, and I'm mad I didn't really think of it myself, so I'll give him a little credit for it. He knows who he is. 
Um, he goes, I can't believe the production we got out of our seventh round draft picks in that game. I mean, you think about Isaiah Pacheco and Jalen Watson. Those are two seventh round draft picks. You talk about why we have Brett Veachtown t-shirts. You talk about why I sing about Brett Veachtown. People were playing in the parking lot, by the way, on, on Sunday. I heard walk by some tailgates. They were playing Brett Veachtown. Really? Yep. I'll send you the video. I'll, nice. send, I'll send you the video of it. Um, so you can get your Brett Veachtown t-shirts if you want. They're 20 bucks. Text us right now at 913-586-7610. B-Dub will send you a link of where to get it. It's on our social media page as well. But that's why we we do this whole thing with Brett Veach, because on Sunday, or on Saturday, two seventh-round draft picks were directly responsible for winning this football game. The way Isaiah Pacheco ran the football and the, and the intercept that Jalen Watson had, they just showed it again on one of the TVs here in the studio. I, I can't watch that enough. I, I just can't. I mean, that guy goes up with one hand like – like like he's Inspector Gadget or whatever, and puts that arm up and <laughs> sucks that ball right in. I mean, that's a one-handed interception that you don't see Deion Sanders making plays like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not comparing him to Deion. I'm just saying that's the kind of play that was. People who played the game at the highest level don't make interceptions like that. Two seventh-round draft picks are responsible for a lot of the success and reasons why we won that game on Saturday. And there's Brett Beach Town. This is right now. Let's go. There's a little Watson, bit. Yeah. Of these these guys too, they're like, yeah, I made the play. So what? Like, yeah, right. It's like, yeah, my phone's probably blowing up. I don't know. I'm pretty confident that one hand. I'm like, sure, I got. I couldn't get two up. I got one up as, and I snared it. No I, big deal. I, I mean, usually, like you'll see, like a guy maybe bring it down and get the other hand there or something. Right, right. That was a one handed. That was it. It was yep. stuck like a suction cup. Yep. I mean, even George Kittle's great catch yesterday. He bobbled that thing that around. That was pretty stupid, too. How, yeah. how great was that catch, right? I mean, unbelievable. It's no Ron Kittle, but George Kittle. I mean, my goodness, making a hell of a play. But that Jalen Watson. Ron Kittle couldn't catch squat. By the way. <sighs> my God. He was a hitter. Ron, yeah. Ron Kittle. <laughs> you think he was a hitter, right? Yeah, you know what his career average was? Uh, probably not good. Two thirty nine. Power guy. Yeah. <laughs> you always remember the days like, of strikeouts and whatever. Bad, bad glasses and like those, yeah. you know, those stirrup pants that they use. Anyway, um, but that Jalen Watson play was a one handed. Yeah. That was it. It was not moving. It was not moving. And then Isaiah Pacheco's, you know, out there dominating. Crazy man, crazy. Uh, so there's one goal this week. Well, really two. There's there's the goal of getting Patrick Mahomes healthy. And, you know, whatever they got to do around the clock mm-hmm. to, to get him taken care of. Won't be on the on the practice field until mid to late week. Right. And then, two, I think Andy Reid getting creative this week. That Bengals defense has given the Chiefs some problems. Mm-hmm. You might have a limited. You will have in some. You will. You will have a limited quarterback. I'd love to say. Man, he's the magic man, Superman, whatever. He's going to be limited. He's going to be limited. He's going yes. to be limited to some capacity. He's not going to be 100%. So what are you going to do in that regard? A lot of this is on uh, what the game plan is for, for Sonny. What he can do, mm-hmm. what, what you find out he can do later in the week, and then how you attack a defense that's seemingly kind of had your number a right. little bit. Yep. So to me, it's it's health, and it's, it's Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. That fair? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think I think Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, and Eric Bieniemy, that three, the three offensive minds that they have, are going to have to come up with this the most epic game plan to I don't want to say overcompensate, but to overcompensate for Patrick Mahomes' injury. This is a high ankle ankle sprain. This isn't something that you just you know tape up and everybody's going to be okay. This is one of those injuries, and we've heard about these over the years, Josh. These are the things that linger, right? These are the things that linger. Like, this is the like the worst injury, like, especially for an offensive lineman. We hear it, too. You don't want to have that high ankle sprain, and every time they say high ankle sprain, we all go, ooh, that's not good. 
a quarterback that does kind of rely on getting outside the pocket and using his feet and being mobile and avoiding the rush and things like that. Like, yeah, it's it, this injury sucks, but run the football, man. We won't have to worry about it. <laughs> you sound, you're sounding like me here. All right. Last week, there were a number of you that didn't want to hear it. Bob and I were pounding our fists on the table about it, just saying we didn't want the door to be open. Didn't want the door to be open. And some of you took offense like, it's never going to happen. What mm-hmm. are you guys worried about? We avoided the neutral site championship game thanks to the Bengals, right? So right. we get this game at home. Great. 530 on 106.5 The Wolf from Kansas City, which is awesome. Want it there. Love it. I didn't want the neutral site game to happen because I didn't want to get them a run through. They already sold whatever the report was, 50,000 tickets right out of the chute. They were going to sell that thing out. Right. It was going to be a sold out Atlanta. I didn't want that to happen because I didn't want the NFL to get a test run at it. Some of you wanted to debate me. Oh, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. How many debates did you have over that? Because I got a lot too. A lot. That's never going to happen. They're never going to let this happen. I go, why not? Money. Money. Mm -hmm. They can do this. Money. They'll find a way to do it. Oh, no. The teams want to have a... Don't be so sure. Okay, so you didn't want to hear it. I'm not playing I told you so, but I'm playing I told you so to a certain extent. Albert Breer wrote a piece for SI. I have two points to make on neutral site conference title games potentially becoming permanent part of our pro football reality. One, I think the idea of doing it and taking the games out of home cities is a complete abomination. And two, I think it's inevitable that the owners will start talking seriously about it and probably sooner than later. I told you that two weeks ago when this first right? came out. I, the first thing I, I was told is this is going to be a dry run, and this is what they want to do moving forward. And you're right. People did not no want to believe it. No nope. one wants to hear it. This, these are great. Yeah, they are great. But look, money. Albert Breer says, I was always told with the NFL, follow the money. Follow the money. Follow the money. Well, guess what? He goes on to write. How will they make money on them? Well, in a few different ways. First, it would make it easier to slap naming rights on the game. Something presumably you'd never do with the Super Bowl. It would mirror what's done in college football with the bowl games. Oh, like the the Tostitos uh, AFC championship game. But you know what? All these games have every TV broadcast is saying, you know, the, the, whatever, like, I don't even know what the sponsors are, but they have the, the championship game brought to you by Burger King. Right. So you, you slap an extra name on there, make extra, it'd be easier to get top dollar for such naming rights if you're selling the site of the game as part of it too. Second, you'd have cities bidding for neutral site games, and it would allow for places such as Detroit, Minneapolis, or Indy, cities that might get a Super Bowl once, but poss- possibly never again, a chance to continue to capitalize on having Super Bowl quality stadiums. It could also prepare cities to host a Super Bowl or help the league evaluate cities that might bid on one. What is this, the NCAA tournament where you get the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 yep. the year before you get the Final yep. Four? Yep. I was told Here's by somebody. Here's run. How are you going to do at it? Somebody and told then, me yesterday that the league is, like, jealous, if you will, of the college playoff when yeah. they get these stadiums that are divided in half. Yeah. They were going to divide this one. Atlanta was divided in divided half. Divided in half. Oh, yeah. They were. Yeah. This was their test run. They were going to love it. Third, the NFL could control and sell the suites and tickets. As it is now, teams generally sell those to their season ticket holders and suite holders. Quote, the inventory you could have for sponsors and networks and visitors is taken to a large degree by the sponsors and the ticket holders of the home team, says one source connected to league office. At a neutral site, everyone would be free of such obligations, and the NFL could sell all that in advance or use them with sponsors and corporate partners more efficiently. Again, you'd want the teams to step up and say, 
No, 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 no but they're no. not going to. Because, th- again, what you're doing right now is why the NFL is successful. Because it's not about teams stepping up and saying, no, no, no. They all look at Josh and they go, what's the best for all of us? We're in Major League Baseball. What's the best for me? What's the best for me? The NFL owners truly are getting together. Yeah. Go, what is the best for all of us on this? He says, I can also say owners have indeed talked about this over the last few years, so it's not a new idea. It's just one that hasn't gotten to the point where it's ready to be voted on. Well, now it may be. They could could have after this. After this one, yeah. (laughs) But the pieces are in place to make it happen. The NFL already controls the conference title games, which is true. Mm -hmm. The NFL steps in. This is their game this weekend. It's not the Chiefs game. It's their game. Uh, so where Park Avenue has generally allowed for the teams to be true to their suite holders and season ticket holders, it could easily pull back on that if the owners see fit. So they're like, well, you guys, I guess we'll just turn it over. They sell the inventory. I don't know why teams would want to acquiesce there, but the league could step in and do that. Because so. if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you've hosted five years in a row. There have been three teams that have hosted an AFC championship game since 2011. Don't you think all these other owners? Yeah, I would okay. say just like, do better, though. Like, you know? well, yeah, I would say do better. And they're like, well, we can't get this game anyway, so what do we right. care? You know, let's get a, let's all make more money. Uh, there's, there's money to be made. And when that's the case with the owners involved, we all know how that movie usually ends. Mm-hmm. Albert Breer writes for SI. Right. So, I mean, I hate to t- say, Oof. I told you so on this one, but we uh, told you so on this show and you didn't want to hear it. And maybe you'll want to hear it from a national person there. That's why I didn't want, that's why I didn't want the bills. Right. I didn't want to go to Atlanta and open the door for them to see what it was like. Cause they were going to like it and they were going to like they it. And it would have been starting next year around and look and watch the game in Kansas city and in Philadelphia on Sunday. And those, both of those places are going to rock right and say, that's how it should be done. I'm hoping cooler heads prevail in this. And they say, look at how great these games are in home stadiums and keep it there. And I'm also hoping that if they end up going to this, which they will, NFC stadiums have to host AFC games. AFC stadiums have to host NFC games because you can't run the risk of having one of these then truly be a home championship. But then you game. could still run into an NFC team still being alive in the postseason too. And well, know. they're they're going on the but road the though, champi- for the championship game. I'm talking about, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, true. Okay, you're saying they're both neutral sites. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you'd have to. Be, so what is the? Oh wow. Uh, the Chiefs and Bengals are going to Detroit or Atlanta. Like, ugh, you know, it's all going to be in Jerry World or New Orleans or, you come know, on. all the same places. So they're looking at it. Well, I told you so. Two I weeks know. ago, we I told know. you this was going to happen. I know. Three weeks ago. Whatever. This is, it ain't happening this week. Not this week, baby. <laughs> Darn straight. Uh, if you missed any of the show today, you can always catch up anytime. 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That'll do it for us. Cody and Gold, they're next on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later. Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. Take the first step to your new career at centric.com slash 610. The NFL Conference Championships are Sunday, and you can enjoy more thrills than a two-minute drill on FanDuel. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account, because they're giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means you'll get free bets back if your conference championships...